Zakti Gemara. Lamadalif Amar Aleph. Amar of Yehuda. About eight lines up from the narrow lines. Amar of Yehuda. Or of Yesi. Of Yesi says, Ava, my father, Chalafta, Rabbi ben Masno, Masio, Vachananya ben Chachinoi, and Chananya ben Chachinoi, Omdu al Oison Avodim. They Avonim. They stood by those stones that the Maraglim took. I'm sorry, not the Maraglim. That the, the uh, designated people. Uh, took the room and they estimated, they approximated that each one of these stones weighed approximately 40 saws worth. And I, the following line, I read it yesterday, I said it wrong. And as I explained afterwards, on the, after recording. The Gemiri and we have a Mesoiro the Teuno the Midli Inish Lekaspe that a load the Midli Inish Lekaspe that a person lifts to his shoulders Tilsay Tilsa is a third the Teune of a load that he could hold if he was loaded on by a friend by something else. Meaning, if I have to lift it up, the Yishami learns it a little bit differently. He just explains it a little bit differently, what, you know, how much you could do in each thrust. But the Gemara says, that that which a person can lift, as Yeshua told the, 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 the men, lift, each person shall lift for himself and put it on his shoulder. So that which a person can do by lifting up by themselves, putting it onto their shoulder, is a third of what they can or they're capable of carrying if someone else loads it on to their shoulders. Okay? So, um, again, the Gemiri, and we have in the Sarah, the Tauna, the Middle Inish Lakaspe, that a load which a person uh, lifts up onto his shoulders, Tilsa the Tauna Havoi. It's a third of a load that he could carry if he was loaded up on by another person or another thing. Mikan says the Gemara from here, at the Machashiv la Eshko, you could um, calculate to how heavy the cluster of grapes were. Okay, because how much could the Miraglim, I'm sorry, how much could these men carry if they were loaded up by somebody else? 120. Says the Gemara, Shanamar, as it says, by the Miraglim, Vayisa'uhu, and they carried it by Moit. With a, on a pole, Bishnayim with two. Says the Brisa, says the Gemara. Mimashma Shanamar, from the fact that it says in the Pasuk, the implication of the words in the Pasuk of saying, Bemoit, with a pole, whereas Rashi says, Vayisau Bemoit, they carried it with a pole. Ainu Yadesh Bishnayim, don't I know that they had two? Matamad Lemar Bishnayim, what is the Pasuk teaching me by saying Bishnayim? Bishnayim Moitais, it means with two poles. And which Rabbi Yitzchak further explains, Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, it was Tortani, a load, Vitortani, Ditortani. And a load underneath a load. And as Rashi explains, that there were two Tortani, a load, Vitortani, Ditortani, and a load underneath a load. Meaning, it's a load, and then I take a, a, a step back or a step Looking in another direction, I see it's a load underneath a load, meaning it's two poles underneath two poles. 
So I have two poles, as Rashi's version was, going across the great clusters, and then diagonally in each direction were another two poles. Sacha Koel, in total, there were eight ends of poles which were held by the people. And now the Bryce 6, the Gemara explains, okay, so how was this so? How did they end up carrying it? Shemayna, eight of the Miraglim, Nosu Eshkol Echod, they carried one cluster. Eshkol, I'm sorry, thank you. They carried one cluster of grapes. Echod, which is 960 so. Echod, Nasa Rimain, one carried uh, pomegranates. Echod, Nasa Te'ina, and one carried uh, figs. Yeshua and Kalev, and Yeshua and Kalev did not hold anything. Okay? Now, again, the reason why Rabbi Yitzchak is saying that all eight were holding on to it is because if their intent was, as we'll see more in the Gemara, was to embarrass Eretz Yisrael, to make Eretz Yisrael look bad in the eyes of Klal Yisrael, if they didn't need each of the Meraglim to be holding the grapes, they would not have wasted manpower by having them hold the pole. Okay? They must have needed all eight of the Meraglim to hold it, each one of the Miraglim can hold 120 because it's on the poles, so they don't have to go through the lifting it onto their shoulders. 120 times 8 is 960. Good? Yes, Michael. From 40 times 3. 40 is how heavy each of the stones were, and that's how much the men later were able to carry those stones. Right, and forty is a third of what they could hold if it was loaded onto their so shoulders. We, That's one twenty, and then each of the maraglim now could carry one twenty. So all of them are contributing one twenty of strength. We are learning how the carrying of the stones by the carrying of the eshkoil yeah. of the grapes. No, I thought we were learning out the, sto- the carrying of the stones from the grapes. The no. Grapes. Learning out the grapes from the stone. Stones was 40 to 120. And the Eshkel with 8 times 120. Okay? Now, why didn't Yeshua and Kalev carry? If you want, you could say, Because they were Chashuv. And as we explained yesterday from the Milch Saito, that means that they were Chashuv in the eyes of Moshe. Not in the eyes of the Miraglim, but they were Chashuv in the eyes of Moshe. And therefore, they weren't put to work. Or if you want, I could say that they refused to be involved in this because they were not in the Eitzah of the, or the idea of the Miraglim to bring back the fabulously um, um, uh, enlarged grapes and fruits to show how bad our Israel is and therefore they boycotted the whole mission. Not Moshe didn't put them there. Since they were chashed in the eyes of Moshe, uh, right. so therefore the Miraglim had to, you know, they're like if you're if you're a servant of the king, right. you're a minister of the king, so you have certain chashivas, you have certain uh, privileges. So the Miraglim, as bad as they were, they're not going to directly go against <laughs> Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, that is where we got up to yesterday. Now the Gemara is going to continue. Going back on this machlaikas that we had in the beginning of the Amud between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Elazar Shimon, how high up did the water of the Yarden go? Rabbi Yehuda said it went up 12 mil. Rabbi Elazar Shimon said it went up 300 mil. 
Says the Gemara about this machlekes, Pligiba Reb Ami v'Reb Yitzchak Nafcha. Reb Ami and Reb Yitzchak Nafcha argued about this machlekes, meaning they argued how to understand what the machlekes depends on. Again, we have machlekes. Reb Yehuda says it was twelve mil up. Reb Elazar Reb Shimon says it was three hundred mil up. Why are they arguing? What are they arguing about? Says the Gemara, Reb Ami and Reb Yitzchak argued about what Reb Yehuda and Reb Elazar Reb Shimon argued about. Chad Omar, one of them, meaning either Reb Ami or Reb Yitzchak said, Ladiv Reb Yehuda, according to Reb Yehuda, Kachani Yosan Avru. They crossed the Jordan, Kachani Yosan, as they encamped. As they traveled, as they, sorry, as they encamped, meaning the way they encamped was one in the north, one in the south, one in the east, one in the west, with the Aaron in the middle. So now, as we saw in the Gemara, the Aaron went first, but they traveled like that. They didn't travel single file. They traveled with the whole encampment crossing the Jordan together, and therefore... Says of Yehuda, it was 12 mil. Because that's how wide, and whatever, this way, the camp of Kalal Yisrael was. From beginning of the eastern one to the end of the western one was 12 mil. So therefore, says of Yehuda, it took them, tw- that's how the waters went up 12 mil, because they crossed Kachani and Avru. Again, Omar, one of them says, Ladiver of Yehuda, according to the Shita and the words of Reb Yehuda, that it was 12 mil, they crossed the Jordan as they encamped, so the, which is 12 mil. And Ladiver of Elazar Reb Shimon, and according to the words of Elazar Reb Shimon, who says that it was that it was 300, I'm sorry, who says that it was 300 mil, they're going up, they crossed single file or Basically, each shavit after the other shavit, not as a whole encampment. So it was shavit one, shavit two, shavit three, shavit four, shavit five. Instead of it being a wide, you know, encampment with basically eight shvatim wide, okay, right? Eight by eight, basically, whatever it is. You understand? Yeah. I'm sorry, six, six shvatim wide, six shvatim wide of crossing. You understand? Usually. How do they have it? Three shvatim here, Levim in the middle, three shvatim here, three shvatim here, and three shvatim there. Is it a Lazar? Twelve. What? So Rabbi Lazar Reb Shimon says that they, the waters went up 300 amas. Why and how, what, how did they cross that there was so much time for the waters to go all the way up to 300 amas? Right. Says one of these Amairoim, what Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon are arguing about is that Rabbi Yehuda says they, they, they crossed as they encamped, which is 12 Amas. And Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon says they crossed one after the other, one shavit after the other. Okay? Why? Because if they, tra- if they crossed the way they were encamped, according to the Shita, even if it's true that water is swifter than man, but it's not going to be that much swifter to go all the way up to 300 Amis. 
So says this sheet, says this Amaira, either Rabbi Yitzchak Navcha or, or uh, Rabami, according to Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, they crossed one after the other, each shaved after the other, which took an extended period of time. Okay? And therefore, the water went all the way up to 300 amps. Okay? 300 mil. I'm sorry. Yeah, 300 mil. Yeah. Okay? Now, I, I know, but I, I, I... Hold on. We're going in this shita. This shita says, and I'm, I'm trying to incorporate the Rashi in it without, without going into it. This shita holds that the machlaikas of Allah's Reb Shimon and Reb Yehuda is. Reb Yehuda says it was 12 amas going up because they crossed like they encamped, which is a 12 amma length. Okay? Reb Allah's Reb Shimon says they crossed one after the other. Okay? Meaning, why couldn't he say that they crossed one after the um, and water just moves quicker? Because even if water to move, was to move quicker, even if he held that, says this Amairo, it wouldn't have gone all the way up to 300 Amma. So, says this Amairo, they, they traveled and crossed the Jordan one after the other, therefore there was an extended period of time, and the water went up to 300 Amma. That is how one of the Amairoim Learn the machlaikas of Yehuda and of Elazar. Reb Shimon. The Chad Omar, the Chad Omar, and one of these Amiroim says, Bein Mar, Ubein Mar, both this Shita and that Shita hold, Kachaniyosan Avru. They crossed as they encamped. Mar Savar. This Shita holds, meaning Rabbi Yehuda holds, Adam Kal, that a person is swift, meaning, what does that mean, Adam Kal? He's light footed, and as Tysus explains, we're just going to use that because we spoke this out earlier. As Tysus explains, he's light footed relative to water going up. Umar Savar. And if Allah's Reb Shimon holds, Mayim Kalim, that water is substantially quicker than um, people, and therefore it goes all the way up to 300 Amas. That's what this Machlekes, again, it's Machlekes Amairoim within a Machlekes Tanoim. The Machlekes of Ami and of Yitzhak Nafka, who are Amairoim, are, they are arguing about. What is the point of contention between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Lazar Reb Shimon? Again, one shita says the machlekes is how they crossed. That they crossed as they encamped, which is a twelve ama, twelve mil um, length. Okay, and they crossed basically wide. It went. There was a wide load crossing. That's where Rabbi Yehuda holds. So it went up twelve amas. Or do they cross? One after the other, so it took much longer, and therefore went all the way up to 300 Amis. And again, according to that Shita, he says, even if water was so quick, it's not going to be that quick, that if they're crossing Kachaniyosin, that it's going to go all the way up to 300 Amis. The other Shita holds, no. Actually, everyone agrees they crossed as they encamped. And the question is, is human being, are human beings able to walk swiftly? Like water would if it goes up, when it's going up against gravity. And the other Shita says, Rabbi Lazar Rabbi says, no, they went as they encamped, but water moves substantially quicker, and it went all the way up to 300 Amas. I'll take a 
Two questions. Brian. I'm good. So, so Michael? Question, well, that was one of them. That was one question. What's the other <laughs> question? <laughs> what were you going to say? That's my question is saying how do we get two from the south of the right to the right guess. Yeah, so that, that's, that's what I was just saying within the sheet. Yeah. This is really more of like a, because just, because our, like, so, okay, so going back to the original opinion, sort of Yehuda, Yehuda, that's on the bottom of Lamadala Manal. If Yehuda was on the top of Lamadala Manal. That's different, okay. It's referencing that Do you which. Yehuda, there it is, right? Yeah. He says 12 mil, and Rabbi Yehud, and Rabbi Shimon says 300 mil. Okay, so the, the, the question is, what's the nature of the, what's, the, what's underpinning the exactly. process? Exactly, exactly. Okay, let's do a few more lines over here. Shlach Lachon, now once we decided to, once we were talking about the Meraglim, the Gemara is going to further discuss the Meraglim. Shlach Lachon Anoshim, the Pesach says, in the beginning of our Shlach, Hashem says to Moshe, Shlach Lachon Anoshim, send for yourself men. What does that mean, send for yourself men? Amr Eishlakish, Eishlakish says, that Hashem said to Moshe, Shlach Lecha, you should send Midaitcha, from your mind. Meaning to say, as Rashi explains, I am not commanding you to send spies. Okay? And the Gemara continues, V'chi Adam Zeh, with this person, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu, Boirer Chelek Ra La'atzmai, would he choose, would he be boirer, would he choose, chelek rala atzmai, a bad choice for himself? Meaning to say, meaning to say, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu were to command Moshe to do something, is it possible that something bad is going to happen? That's, in other words, the Gemara is mashman that would Moshe choose the bad. But Rashi explains, if, in other words, we're sort of speaking, proving that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not command him to do it. Because, Would Moshe choose to do something bad? Meaning, would HaKadosh Baruch Hu command Moshe to do something that in the end is going to come out of Takala? Is it possible that it could be a commandment? There's no such thing as Hashem giving us a commandment that something bad is going to come out. So it can't be that Moshe was commanded to send spies. You decide. Do you want to send spies or do you do not want to send spies? HaKadosh Baruch Hu was unhappy with the fact that the Meraglim, suge- or that Kla Yisrael was coming to Moshe saying, let's send spies. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I told you it's going to be Eretz Taifa. I told you it's going to be a good land. Why are you sending spies? So he told Moshe, you decide what to do. You can look at Rashi when you learn with Jonathan tomorrow. Behind the Tachsiv, I'm just speaking out Rashi. I'm just speaking out what Rashi is saying. Behind the and this is what the pasuk means later on in Sefer Devarim, when Moshe Rabbeinu was giving Musa to Klal Yisrael about the Meraglim, he says, "Vayitav be'enai hadavar," and it was good in my eyes. The matter was good in my eyes. Vayitav be'enai hadavar. The matter was good in my eyes, meaning I decided that it should be done. Once you asked for it, and it was not something um, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted, and the Gemara explains, but Amr Lakish, Lakish explains, Be'enai, in my eyes, it was Vayitav, it was good, but Loi Be'enam Shomakim, and not in the eyes of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Let's hold it here, even though we didn't get too far. I don't want to go too late. Good.